we've just spent so many years thinking that church was, do you like the worship and preaching? You know, and that's like sure. so, that's so minute when you talk about what church really is. You getting fed? Right? Getting yeah, fed are you getting there? fed I don't, Right? Are you getting fed? This is Big C, Little C, where we explore how the local church fits in with the global church and how the kingdom is at work on a local level. We believe that whatever God is going to accomplish in this world, He is going to do through the church, Big C. These are our stories and the testimony of the power of God in everyday lives. I've got, I don't think we're going to have a shortage per se. Yeah? But you always seem to have something on your mind. I've got a so couple you're things. telling me that's an older shirt? It looks brand new. I like that color. I think the ladies would like that color on you. Oh, really? Whoever the ladies are. <laughs> you know the opening blurb to start the episode before the intro? Yeah, yeah. We're that's going to be it. We just got it. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> There's one. We'll mark that down. It's a beautiful color. It probably, uh... <laughs> I've never seen one with audio. Yep. It comes with a smooth jazz loop. Yep. It's pretty legit. It's making me want a muffin. It's going to make my uh, edits tougher. Well, don't do it then. I don't think it will. I think it's going to be very nice. It's probably only in the dry. Happy anniversary. Thank you. No, we got a hard eight o'clock out. Mm-hmm. Which means we need to get cracking. Cracking. Brand new Seattle hockey team. Oh really? Did now they're brand new. They're not like they haven't changed their name because they were formerly some no, Indian brand, name or something. Brand new Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken. They drafted their With team a K. last night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is what sport yeah. are we talking about again? Ice hockey. Oh, yes. Men's fast skate ice hockey. Is there a slow skate ice hockey that I'm unaware of? It's an all-skate hockey team. It's an all-skate in the regular direction. But I told uh, Justin, who is a he's a Blackhawks fan, uh-huh. he still needs to get a cracking sweater. Sweater? Yeah, in hockey, it's sweaters. Oh, I understand that. Yeah, thing. yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say probably because at one point they probably were sweaters, being an outdoor sport originally. I like that. Mm-hmm. You gonna watch the Olympics? Oh, is there, what? What's that? Oh, Tokyo? Yeah. It's a lot of. Uh, I mean, it's a lifetime for what? A few seconds, basically. Yeah. Like Paul talked about the Olympics, right? Essentially, he did. Yeah. Uh, you know that if you're gonna do it, basically he said if you're gonna be in it, you got you go in it all in. You know, there's nobody goes into training thinking, I'm not gonna win. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think when you realize that you're not going to win, you probably think, you know what, I need to quit maybe going after them. Maybe this is not the thing I should be going after with all of my heart. In regard in regards to competition, I mean, certain things you can certainly be good or maybe the best that you can be, but you might drop out of the competition part of it, you know. Tap up that bass, just a pinch on my <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I just want to sound like me. It's my best voice. I don't think it's going to... Oh, man, it's getting pretty deep there. 
What can you do? We'll fix it in post. What's that? You know, there's those guys that do that, and then they get right into the mic like that, and all of a sudden you're like, you know, it's it's a thing that DJs do for sure. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's because you're no real DJ. (laughs) Not in these trying times. I'm talking about guys that spin records at dances, man. What kind of DJ are you talking about? I heard your your, uh, fireworks show, part of it. Fourth of July. My sparkler show. Yeah, that was pretty legit. I was. I think I in, didn't really talk to you, but I think I texted you. But I yeah. said, Paul and I were coming through, and I heard some. It was on the Fourth of July. It's just bizarre it. to me that you would have. I was literally does, going through the dial, and like something like you know, it was patriotic. Hit my ear. I'm like, eh, you know, it was Fourth of July. There was fireworks going off all around. I'm like, I'll listen to some of this patriotic music, whatever it is. And it was on. Uh, you know, Freedom 95. I told Paul, I'm like, Jeremy probably did all this whole recording and set this up in, well in advance. And the song goes off, and you came on the air. And I'm like, see, I told you. And I didn't realize you were going to be DJing it. I figured you just maybe put together a, mm-hmm. a, a strain of songs, a string of songs. But as it turned out, you actually DJed it. And I thought for the maybe 15 minutes I listened to it, it was pretty legit. Thanks. When, when it lands on the weekend, I can do that. So I did it in 16. 2020 and 2021 and next year i might do it on july 3rd which will be a sunday night oh you're saying when the fourth falls on a weekend yeah you know something like that should also be available like on a podcast is it already available out there where a person could just like the the file exists that i've shared with my friends but i don't know about putting licensed music in bulk form Uh, like that yeah maybe true of course a lot of the well i don't know some of the stuff you played certainly was public domain because you were Reaching back into the archives for a few of the, this little tune. You must have listened for a little while. Yeah, I just yeah. you're just good, man. I picked up what you were laying down. It was fun. You could you could probably get in the business. I think. Go into radio someday. I think you could think go into. I think you have. <laughs> getting, there's getting a future radio for you someday. in radio. <laughs> if we had done a, an outro with a frontman like you have suggested before June 27th, would you want to say? or do anything that uh, differently than you would want to say or do tonight being post June 27th. Hmm. Other than like, bleep, bleep, bleep. That's all folks. Something yeah. a little deeper than that. I don't potentially. Know. That could be effective. Yeah. I've had some nice affirmations, uh, before we ended and probably even a few, some new ones since then. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. If, I feel like we did a pretty good job wrapping up. I really felt like the Lord helped us do a wrap up thing with really on the announcement day. I felt it was kind of that. I don't know. It just felt really right. Um, I felt like God really gave me a, at the risk of sounding very pastoral and preachy, a timely word. Uh, that's Rama for you, Bible people that love that kind Which of stuff. Which means. A timely word. Which mm-hmm. means rhema. Which means rhema. You can look it up in the Greek. It means, never mind. Um, dynamite meaning dunamis, which du- means dynamite. Dynamite, yeah. very, very much so. But I thought it was super timely. Um, it felt good. I felt like it was delivered in a good way, and I felt like it was received in a good way. Um, so I thought that was for just the family, you know. I felt like it was not necessarily a conclusion, but it was a good explanation. I think it it drew towards the end, but also pointed towards a future. And uh, and I've also I've been encouraged by several people here and different people from the family that are 
uh, dabbling in different churches and and uh, we really want to see I really want to see people land somewhere good um, a place where they fit where they feel useful not just a place that they're comfortable I hope that they are comfortable but a place they can grow and a place where they can be feel like I'm, I'm part of this you know we'll give a, it's not gonna happen right away but in six months you could feel like you know this is becoming my people these are becoming you know it'll take intentionality for some people it'll be easier obviously but it, everybody will have to be intentional um, if you want to get that way you don't walk into new social and church is not just social but it is a social environment you can't walk into something like that and not be a little bit intentional expect to get anything out of it otherwise you're just a participant or a uh, spectator and you know that that's anti anything that I would ever preach um, I don't think we want we're not meant to be spectators we're meant to be participants so anyway I'm hopeful for that yeah and have heard some good reports from some people that are you know oh I've been here I've been here um, I gotta go back more than once um, it's good You had confessed to some emotions through the whole process, both pre-announcement and post-announcement, and I think on, on some level you're an emotional guy, but you don't let feelings rule the roost. But I've also heard you th- say things like, "If I'm going to be a hype man, I want to be a hype man for Jesus." If you know, if sure. There were times where you would lean into the emotional aspect of the gathering. Sure. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I went to a church, name redacted. All right. Where there wasn't. We'll a, talk about that later. A single emotion. Sure. That's I, didn't, I felt nothing. Yeah. And I, not just be, because of that, but like. I've heard you say things that other preachers wouldn't say, that there is a performance aspect of mm-hmm. worship music, that there is, you know, a lot of churches is the arts. There's public speaking is an art. Right. Music is an art. Uh, interpretive dance and, and flag waving. Sure. Is, Why not? Is, yeah. I've also heard you say things like, if you're going to put on a show, let's put on a show for Jesus. And they're therefore kind of flying in the face some of the things that I thought growing up were, well, that's church. You can't perform that way right. in church or whatever. So feelings, emotions, these are things that I would like to talk about tonight. Yeah. Something as simple as, what are three emotions you felt on June 27th? Gotta give me three. Uh, three. Three. I think I can do that pretty easy. Um, I heard that. It was awesome. For those that weren't listening. <laughs> Just hit the minus 15. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, man, I can't prioritize them, I don't think, a lot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying joy. I think I was, that might be a, too broad of a term, but I was... If you can include, if overwhelmed can be lumped in with joy um, or maybe surprise, those aren't really feelings, I don't think. But I was 
overjoyed with um, the, the number of people that came. Not, not the number, but the people that uh, the surprise of people coming back because they felt like current had been a, a place of influence or a place of significance for them. That that certainly brought me some joy. I think it did anybody who's still part of the of the body. You know, the the twenty of us that have kind of been hanging out the last year or so. I think we all felt that sort of like. I mean, maybe not, but I certainly did. Like, here's we, our influence was greater than maybe I remember or thought, and uh, so I thought that was really cool. I definitely had to experience some joy. Um, a little overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, with the outpouring of love, but also with the uh, kind of amazed at, at the the testimonies. I mean, the things that people said that how current had impacted or how the Lord had used current. That's really a better way of saying how the Lord had used current, which current is people. Um, So to me, when I think of current, I think of it's people, but it's also the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm. And and then the things that the people that people do, you know, worship and all that. But just to see that people were, uh, it was a very diverse the testimonies were diverse, you know. It wasn't like, well, I finally learned how to worship at Current. You know, I, I, you know, I, it, yeah, there was maybe that, but there was so much more. Um, when you hear things like, um, a bunch of us ladies weren't able to get pregnant, and we just started praying together, and then we all got pregnant. You know, I mean, not like instantly, but like those that it happened for many people um, when it seemed like they weren't going to be able to, or they were having miscarriages or whatever, and. It doesn't all land perfect, and there was hurt along the way, but they found joy, and they found confidence and camaraderie and, you know, mutual caring, just exactly the things that are supposed to happen in the context of church, you know? It's not—we've just spent so many years thinking that church was, do you like the worship and preaching? You know, and that's like so—that's so minute— when you talk about what church really is, you getting fed, right? Getting yeah, are fed you getting there? fed? I don't, right? Are you getting fed? Are you getting fed? How's the worship? You know I me. Mean? I don't even now. I still think about the worship, but I I get more caught up with is the mix any good? Yeah, you know, because I'll be like, man, I think the worship is really good. I wish I could go to the soundboard and just like tweak three things. I, it would be so much better, so much more enjoyable for me as a, you know. Um, so that was, I thought that was, uh, I was overwhelmed by that. Um, I was sad. Uh, that, hardly, sorry. Very little time to be sad that night. Yeah. I, but, I'm not trying to contradict you, but. No, you're right. I, I was surprised how little time there was for sadness. Yeah. So I wasn't sad, like, sad at the moment, but I could, there was always this kind of underlying yeah. This is the last time I'm going to do this. This, you know, you go to say something, I'm not going to probably say this again. So, like, sad, like as I'm giving the benediction and praying the blessing over the family, and uh, I'm like, like this is it. 
not in a bad way, sure. but like it was sad. And then to be honest, I didn't realize that until two weeks later when we were at um, FCC, FCC, Franklin City Church. And I took that opportunity to pray that same prayer for them, and, and I, I broke, I broke, I broke up. I mean, I, I it just, that. I was, I was like, wow, um, it was almost surreal. Because yeah. I think maybe partly because I thought I'm not going to pray this again, and then I did. Yeah, it was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe if that's two or three, but um, I thought that was pretty. So the, yeah, there was some sadness there, and um. I mean, really just amazed. I thought it was great that um, the presence of the Lord, I don't know if it's a feeling, but I could feel, I felt like the Lord was doing something, even that night in the hearts of some people. Certainly in me, I felt that. Um, I had asked three guys to speak. I think ended up five of them, five different, all of them, I think preachers said something. But they all brought something that was so good. And I, all I said was just try to, you know, either testify about what current's been or bring bring something positive. Like just bring something that's going to point to a future. And they all said something I thought was so good, timely, not all the same. Right. You know, um, the pressure was on with Chet. I feel like he had to go first. But, man, what he, he, what he talked about, just because you come to the end of a chapter doesn't mean you're at the end of the book. Dude, that resonated with some people. I mean, I had people like a week later saying, man, that thing about the chapters. You know, it was, it's good, man. Because he's been there. Yeah. Who hasn't? Probably all of us have been, but we don't think about it in the context of church life. We're at the end right. of this chapter, but we're not done. You know, what's the the rap? I can't think who it is. It ain't over. It's probably, uh, probably Kirk Franklin. <laughs> it ain't over. Wish I could help you. I feel like I'm leaving you hanging on I that. got the victory. It's stomp. It ain't over. Oh, GP? Yeah. GP, GP are you with me? With me. Right? It, property. And, and somewhere in the middle, <laughs> Kirk says, it, it ain't over. Okay, we're going way back. Yeah, that's like okay. 99 or yeah. something, 96. Yeah. That's a good record, so you can pull that out and stomp to it. It'll make you feel, you know, like you're just a little more black than you are. Which is I want to none. I want to. I Sometimes you need to. I need to listen. In my regular rotation, one of my usual radio station is um, uh, what? What do they call it? It's not. Cl- I think it's classic gospel or gospel rewind mm. on Apple's News. I listen, oh, okay. There's a lot of mornings I listen to it because it's just sometimes it's upbeat, but sometimes it's just. I'm not gonna lie. I like gospel music. I don't. I don't always like it. But at certain times, man, I can just lose myself in gospel music. It's great. I just, just wish I'd have been listening to it when I was a kid. I'd be so much better bass player. I agree. You would be. Yep. It, also, if I had working use of all my fingers. You'd be better. I'd probably better, be a better, better bass, bass player. But that's another story. There are only a few times in, in my life where everybody showed up. Okay. Like, you know, somebody who has ever promoted anything or plays in a crappy band who wants people to come out knows what it's like to have people say oh yeah I'll try to make it and three people come right there have been a couple nights in my life where just everybody showed up right and it it was there's a euphoria that accompanies that Mm -hmm. everybody showed up on the 27th like there was a steady stream Mm -hmm. through that front door where I'm setting up chairs during the OG set yeah like Last time you were in here, we talked about critical mass. 
It's mm-hmm. tough to get critical mass with six people. Well, boy, we had it on the 27th. So night. most of the night I was floating, yeah. you know, helping where I could or whatever, and trying to help Craig with the, you know, his... <laughs> with his sheet? His uh, bringing in the sheets. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but then we got, Warner and I got called up to the front row to help pass out things. There was something, it, I don't know if I can even identify that feeling of where you're in like an arena and all of a sudden you're in the front row like looking up at the performer and it's this crazy new perspective and I even shot a little video like I'm like looking up your nose hairs I'm that close yeah and so I had that in front of me behind me I had a very engaged second row yeah of some RTW people uh-huh. and whatnot yeah and just the full onslaught of some of, like yeah and, and lots of laughter and yeah and so I was like thrust into this new environment, mm. going from back by Craig to up there, and I couldn't help but think about your comments on critical mass when you were in here on January, because your preaching was was pretty. It was fire that night, yeah. and you know I had to wonder what was going through your mind, preparing that talk and executing it, and getting that kind of feedback from a full room. Yeah. Which it's probably been a while. Yeah. And maybe leaning into it, and that's okay. Like, what was that like? Yeah. Uh, remind me what I preached on. Well, you started by saying that Jeremiah 29 11 is the uh, most misquoted, but maybe we do serve a God who maybe does have plans right. for us, blah, blah, blah. Right. And you pointed out that there's only the f- two sexes? Yes. You pointed that out. That and then, I remember. Then you said I was your cringe brother. Yes. And I, I gave you the, I don't know. Yeah. I was leaning. I was a little bit hard. Yeah. I think a couple of people might have got up and left when I said that. I'm not going to... Maybe. So those are some of the things you talked about. Yeah. Um, Again, that was another one of those... You know, me in preparation for sermons always looks different. I had... Basically just kind of had an idea. I knew that I wanted to touch on Jeremiah 29.11. And then I used another New Testament passage too, which is skipping me right now, but it was about... Um, this is one night where you're remembering better than I. Hmm. So far, the things I do recalled. remember that I went into another uh, another passage. I can't think what it was off the top of my head. It was another passage. Yeah, I think there's footage somewhere. Probably yeah, so. To check the tape. So, um, uh, but that was. I don't know that my preparation time was anymore. But yes, it's what you mentioned before about critical mass. I wasn't thinking that, um, but it's true, and. Yes, if you're a public speaker and you don't, you can't rely on audience, but you'd be, you'd be, you're not almost not human if you don't think that positive, I mean, positive affirmation always brings lift, right? And so it's like that when you're speaking too. I mean, positive affirmation, whether you give somebody, pay someone a compliment, that brings them lift. And so if you're in the middle of speaking and even in a conversation with someone, somebody says, I really agree with that. I understand where you're coming from. You're, it brings you lift, you're, and you're affirmed. And so that happens in public speaking, too. But I think it does. There's something probably somewhat supernatural that happens in the context of preaching where it's a combination of external things and the Lord, because the Lord can use those things. He certainly can use external yeah. things to bring spiritual um 
because he does that with preaching, with uh, illustrations. And so if it can go, if God can use my speaking to do something supernatural in someone, in a listener, couldn't he also do something supernatural to my preaching by using something that they say? I mean, couldn't it yeah. go both ways? Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think it was, it, I felt, yeah, I certainly felt good preaching it. I don't know if I felt any better than I did June 6th. <laughs> I thought that was miraculous too. I was, that was a little more planned, um, but it came to me totally from the Lord. Like I didn't go searching for that. Like the Lord dropped those things in, in my, my heart and in my mind. And um, I just felt like it was real timely. There was a unity that swept over the room very, very shortly after you said that, and as other people began to get into the conversation, you know, you know me, probably pretty uptight about how that was all going to go down. Yeah, well, and so I, was so was I, to be honest. I mean, not as yeah, maybe sure. noticeable as you, because <laughs> like you said, I try not to let the feelings always show. Yeah. Um, it's hard to hold that back because of the, the you know, the tension of it, the stress of it. I could see it on your face that night. I could, you probably could mind too. I mean, it was real. We'd be lying to ourselves not to go, this is really intense. I don't know what's going to happen here. I need to, you know, we're dependent upon the Lord, but yet you're still in, in flux. So yeah, go ahead. That was my thought. I just, no, you're talking about, you me, about well, the people coming I, I would love to know how many churches, how many current small C churches mm-hmm. were represented on, uh, on the 27th. At one point, I think I, Counted and people were in and out. It was a real tough count, but I think I counted 95 adults at one point. Wow! And there were probably more, and 30, 40 kids maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Full room, full room. Yeah. And uh, full parking lot. I, oh, and then some. Parking in the grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Lot of churches represented. I mean, we know ours. We know FCC. We know RTW. Mm-hmm. Adam had a video, uh, which is yeah. real life. Right. Uh, Perry Mead was there. Yeah, Tim McNamee. Uh, Tim, Chad Fulkerson. I mean, it, yeah. it was. I would say a dozen would be low. Yeah, and pretty pretty easy. Yeah, and, you know yeah. wherever like the Philobombs were. I'm not sure. Yeah, somewhere in Columbus. So that would be another one. Uh, we haven't said elevation yet. Oh yeah, plenty sure. of elevation folks were yep. there. Yep. And yet there was a unity. Yeah. And there was, a, we've talked a lot about the DNA. We've talked a lot about the graduation. It was a graduation party. Yeah, it, it was. It was a celebration of the DNA. There was Big tangible time. unity. Yeah. I, I think I used the word euphoric before. I, that sounds like a cheap, unchurchy word. But there was a euphoria that night. Yeah. That, like I said, I didn't have time to be sad. I was tired at the end. We stayed at the end. We locked up. Yeah. I had thought about that moment for a long time. What's that going to be like walking out of there and locking? It wasn't. It was just we were tired. Yeah. Kind of looked at each other. What an amazing night. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah, like it, like it, almost like it as well. Yeah. You know, that whole, I mean, that's in the midst of negativity, that whole story of it as well as my soul. But I did feel like it's done. I don't know what's next, but it didn't feel like, I didn't feel that separation anxiety that I think some of us thought we were going to feel like, I'm not going to see these people anymore. I don't think that, it, and then I, I don't think we really necessarily had that. Um, uh, it was, it was a great, it was a great night. 
So we it, should... a great way to end, a great way to end um, a church. I mean, the celebration yeah. was was phenomenal. It was it was powerful. And you talked about that DNA and that unity, and you could even as those people came back in, you could I could see the current in them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, a lot of them were, were wearing black shirts, so. And nothing wrong with that. Was that did that go out in a memo? Please wear your black shirt. It probably did. Pretty unspoken, I think. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, black shirts aside, I mean, you can just like, you know, there's something about those people that were invested here that spent up a good portion of their life. Um, I mean, we just heard a lot of good reports, even that weren't spoken there. Some people told me afterwards things like, um, uh, you know, like my critical years. Yeah. Were were Form here. Were formative spiritual years were here. Um, you know, one of the Brown County boys uh, who wasn't able to be there, but he had mentioned on on Facebook that that was where he really truly gave his life to the Lord, and where he really saw what it was truly like to have a family in the context of a church. And you know, he was probably twenty when he came, and maybe twenty four, maybe when he left, and he's probably darn near 30 now stuff like that man that's awesome and there was a lot of that a lot of that like I'll carry this with me Craig had said that he's right you know we ministered to a lot of kids between that age of like 18 and 25 and those are the most formative years it's when kids are going away to college and they're losing every spiritual foundation they ever had they're abandoning it because they're being you know institutionalized and lied to and 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 formed mm-hmm. because those are those real forms where like okay it's not my mom's religion or dad's religion like is do I still believe this yeah. and people were at current and having not just being preached the gospel the truth but they were experiencing truth experiencing the powerful presence of God things that probably only us Pentecostals really almost even believe in, but that there's something tangible that happens when you come into his presence. And um, they were experiencing that. Not like it was every Sunday, but a lot. Especially in, in, there was, you know, probably five or six years, that first maybe six, seven years, there was just a lot of that. And, And you were part of that too, you know, it's part of what made you stick around, you know. There was something just so real I don't know if I ever if I ever thought it would be sustainable, you know. Um, but part of the life of it was the fact that the people that were at those altars worshiping were between eighteen and twenty five. You yeah. know, it was like there was like a mini passion conference every Sunday, right? It was everybody's loud and crazy and obnoxious and dancing in ways that ain't nobody gonna dance like that. And it was in the middle of that that hardcore scene where kids were coming from shows and they were dancing in church as if they were in a show they're sw- you know swinging knuckles and pulling chains and you know everything but backflips and I think if we got out of the way some of them would have done that too and you know it was um, a really exciting season and that's what it was it was a season it wasn't like even like most revivals you know revivals they revive they bring life but they're not probably meant to be sustained as a lifestyle in the context of a whole church doing that, but it plants seeds in people that they take with them the rest of their life. That's that's what I saw. Yeah, 
on that last night. I'm like, there's been seeds. We, we said it. I've been trying to almost talk myself into it, that we planted seeds. But the 27th, it was a realization that it it had happened, and it, it's going to continue. You know, we yeah. we did something that's going to be uh, will be spoken of for a long time because some people will always look back, like people that are older than me look back at the Calvary Temple, the Calvary chapels. You know, like that Jesus movement, and they're like, that was something special. And for our small, yeah. can you feel that? Sure, sure. For our small little thing, that was our time. glad we made the decision not to beg a lot of people to come out for that. It was almost all organic. We invited people specifically. Craig, I think, made the rounds a little bit on Facebook Messenger, but I mean, yeah. Who whoever came, it was organic, yeah. and there were people that I didn't expect to see. There were people like, "Oh yes, you would be here." That makes sense, right? Justin and Bitsy were there. It was just it was yeah. Right. And one thing that I keep thinking about. Well, let me say this first. When when you asked me to come on as an elder, um, it's a good decision I, I, on my part. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. I purposed in my heart to not be a yes man. Yeah, and um, I thought, you know, we, you and I have talked in here about our differences, personality wise and perspective wise, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I I celebrate that. <laughs> so I celebrate our entire catalog. Why can't this be but, on video? <laughs> uh, but. Um, I didn't want to be a yes man, and part of me, part of my personality is I like to find my status quo and settle in, and you hate status quo, and that's fine. Yeah. And it's fine for me to like some status quo. It is. But there were some pillars upon which I was leaning that were probably torn down over the summer for me. Yeah. And so I just need to figure that out, but I think in the process of... The conversations we were having, and hopefully, I played the role of not a yes man, but still a supporter. And maybe if I was a dissenting voice in the room, that was to be expected. <laughs> I don't think that was a surprise to you, Warner or Craig. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, I did, I did it in a supportive way. But I think one of the things that you said, uh, I think, into the mic was. God told you that you did what I asked you to do. And that I don't have an argument for. Yeah. Could I have still kept going at 6 o'clock on Sunday nights, 2.30 Commerce, the rest of my life? Probably. Yeah. Do I have an appetite to engage in a church search? I do not. Right. Somewhere in the middle there is where I need to figure it out, but my argument would be if you were called to the misfits if you were called to the weird people look at us we are still plenty weird yeah to fit into that vision yeah that was kind of my argument i promise we're still weird enough yeah let's keep going but if if i can recognize through all the emotional roller coaster of the spring and summer and all the talks we've had and and all the closure I have or have not had so far. I think one of the things we talked about is, you know, when we announced, do we want to stand up there as a united elder and pastor? My thought was, 
I don't want it to be like us against them. We've gone through the process. We're on the other side of the grief. We got yeah. it figured out here. Here's how it is. Yeah. Like it. Well, you I, you said that, and I mean, like I, you know, that was wisdom. Like I, you said that in one of our meetings. I'm like, you're right. We don't want it to be. It's not us against them, and we wouldn't want it to make it look like it was us against them because there is no us in them, right? We're, it's either all of us or none of us. And, and we were still in, we still are I right in that process. There still is grief. There is still I, loss. For sure. Oh, I'm, I feel it. Sundays, you know, it's been three weeks now. Sundays are hard for me. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Paula last, this last Sunday, and I said, I just feel a little off. We'd, already, we'd been to church. We were home in the afternoon. And she goes, it is Sunday. <laughs> you know, and it's just, but I have felt that, you know, that rubbing, that irritant, that Sunday irritant, I mean, for a long time. And, and honestly, over the 15 years of pastoring, I probably felt it more than I didn't on Sundays. And at, yeah. growing up a pastor's son, I have felt that in my family yeah. more than not. Like, you know that God wants to do something, but you're, you're torn and you, you, you sometimes feel the weight of it. You almost always feel the way, even though you know it's all on God. But you still, he's if he's going to do it, he's going to use you and that. And then you feel the weight of the of, of people. I mean, if I could be a little bit vulnerable, um, I think that part of this, I'm I'm seeing it now. You know, we've, we're going with doing some stuff with my parents, uh, with their health. I don't, you know, it's hard to, you, as I'm always carrying the burden of the, of the people in the church. It's just, you're supposed to. It's part of pastoring. And I know I never begrudged it, but I think I'm coming into a season where I really need to be able to focus on my family and not have a lot of the other weights. And that may be a short season too, but I think that's part of, you know, how we've, I'm, in one way, I'm glad for it. It still kind of stinks. And, you know, nobody's looking forward to looking for new churches and stuff. And, you know, I just try to think about I want to look for new people. I want my, I want to find who the people are. And if there's some people here that you're with, you should, you know, as just me talking to you, you should don't look for a church alone. Look for a church with somebody else that's already in your circle because they're looking for a church too. Uh, there was... Um, Four families represented at yeah. the, where I was at this past week, and yeah. um, um, and I don't know that that any or or all will be back there, but uh, that's okay. But we kind of are doing it together a little bit. It was act- almost accidental, but so I think that's that'd be good too. You never know what story God wants to tell, and I had um, a friend who is a believer but has been out of church for a long season and when he found out that I was in between that sparked something and he's like maybe we could find something together wow. you don't know like I yeah. a lot of things in my life I wouldn't choose sure and you you learn what story God wants to tell with that and yeah the difficult thing with when you're in that looking for a church thing especially when you come from a place that you pretty much liked the majority of what was going on which is part of why we sell out of church it's easy to become critical and 
make you know first impressions are something but yeah. they're not everything yeah and um i think i would just really encourage people in our our family that are out there you know finding where god wants them to park and become a part of something that they not react just to one thing or not you know don't expect everything to be perfect you know when you become when you get invested in something then you realize not everything's perfect anybody that's still been with us over these years you know they know that i'm not the perfect pastor i say things that people don't like i you know i laugh at things that aren't probably shouldn't be laughed at and i'm all the things right but because we have a relationship we love each other and we overlook the offense Mm -hmm. and sometimes and i think so when you're looking for something new we get so critical that we you know like ah i wouldn't want to do that but once you fall in love with the group and you it becomes your people i'm not saying you know, I'm not talking about theological wrong theology. I'm talking about just methodology. And you're like, you know what? Eh, I'm not a big fan of all the methodology, but I'm going to roll with it because these are I care about the people. Yeah. And I, you know, and the pastor is a good guy, or you know, he I can tell he loves Jesus, and you know, all that stuff comes into play. This isn't the last time we do this. Oh no, I, I, you know me, I'd like to do this a lot. Yeah, yeah. I had to turn down a podcast to do this one. I was scheduled here, and just two days ago, somebody said, can you do, can you come and record a podcast with me on Thursday night? I'm like, I can't do it. Uh, A friend of mine, uh, uh, Blake Derringer, a.k.a., if you're listening, the Blake Dog. He's been the Blake Dog for a long time to me. Did you have to go? He's local. So, um, and I, he had not, he said, well, what podcast are you doing? I told him about the Big C, Little C podcast. and Push it uh, out there. Oh, I did. And I sent him, uh, sent him, of course, the, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but the show. And um, <laughs> he, what do we call, what do you call the podcast? The whole, you know, like I didn't send him an episode. I sent him the, like the show link. Yeah. There you go. The podcast link. I like it. And, uh, he uh, was listening to the one with John Lynn, and he's like, uh, he said, I told him where, you know, where we record, and I said, you know, it's, they're good. And he said, he thought that, he said, I'm listening to the one with John Lynn, and she's good. And he said, you're right, Jeremy's good. And uh, so I'm like, well, duh. There you, know? you go. So there's a uh, proof positive. And he's just kind of new at doing it, but he just felt like he wanted to do it. And I've listened to a couple of his. He, a, lot of, a lot of stuff he does are just conversations with old friends. Um, but they talk about life and ups and downs, and we'll find out. I don't know what he wanted to talk to me about. So he's, have to, he goes, of course, he made a big joke of it. He's like, well, I'll have to get with some of your people so somebody <laughs> right. can get me scheduled on your I'm like, it's not quite like that. <laughs> Getting close. <laughs> I don't know. But I would love to be able to, uh, this would be great, man, to do this on the regular and have a good conversation and see what, what God does with it. Have a couple of good questions, and uh, maybe the folks can write in. <laughs> and tell us <laughs> now for the mailbag. <laughs> well, they do that with. Uh, I, you ever listen to stuff you should know? Mm-hmm. I know you probably can't believe I, I listen to that, but there's some really f- fun shows. I just have to deal with uh, you sure. know, their their uh, their life philosophies that I completely disagree with, but it's fun. Uh, some of them, and uh, but they at the end they go you know they go to the mailbag. But I think our stick. I think we could keep up with Josh and Chuck if we tried. 
So uh, the mailbag bit is as old as, as AM radio. Or <laughs> <laughs> we just go to the email bag. Next to what we prank calling. Yeah. It, the funny thing now with the email stick is that everybody likes to read who they're from mm-hmm. using just the, the email name, not the actual name, which makes people like me boring, you know, for like Gene Fusel at Gmail or whatever. Yeah, you got to come, gotta come up with some yeah. kind of alternate some universe, marker. you know. <laughs> According to, uh, you know, Poopybutt at AOL.com. Juno. Juno for sure. I'm excited. I think the the future looks bright for us, and the only thing brighter than our future is that shirt you're wearing, my friend. Maybe you can use that as the intro instead. (laughs) I'll I'll leave it up to you. That's where you really shine. Unless you want to pray, that'll be the end. Well, I can pray, but did you know, are, are there other Big C, Little C people coming up? The Palmers has that been recorded? It may may have may been. or may not. May. You haven't had that, but there is a Craig and Jonathan. Yeah, uh, and then Tony Costa. Oh, nice. That should be cool. After that, mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten to everybody. Yeah, well, they're they're so, out there. Yeah. Well, I think this could be a good transition time too. A good time for people to see uh, not so much partly where they've been, but maybe they're thinking about where they're going. You know, not just their story, but maybe what they envision their story to be. Uh, would be a nice little add to the big C little C, how it fits into. Don't know if you caught it. The very beginning of Jonathan's episode when I said, I don't know, I probably won't stop this uh, because the story still exists. Yep. She got in a little bit. She goes, just getting started, really. And I drove right over it. But then when I went, went back and listened, I'm like, oh, yeah. there's something there. Might give a little boost to that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. So. I love it. Father, it's always an honor to come before you, and to really, it's always an honor to sit in this room with my friend Jeremy and and uh, talk about the power of Jesus in our life and who you are, who you've been, who you continue to be, and uh, to think about where you're taking us, and not just living the reminiscent, not just living in the past, but thinking, God, you've got more for us. That every day, you know, let me throw the POD line in my prayer, but every day is a new day. And we're thankful for every breath we take. And if we would live that way and think, man, every breath is an opportunity to breathe life into someone else. And so um, we're mindful of that and thinking of it and thinking, what could tomorrow look like? What could our future look like as we lean into Jesus and lean into the things that you have for us? Just pray your blessing on your people as they say, God, what do you have for me? What what do you have in my future? And because I want to walk in the walk that you want. I want to take the path that you want me to take. Let uh, the ways that I want be the ways that you want. Man, what a great prayer for us that I know that you give us the desire of our heart. So God, let our desires be your desires so that that prayer lines up. Let that happen. Give us a great uh, week ahead. We just ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. listening to Big C, Little C, theme music written and performed by Still the Hand, imaging by Jessica Albertson. Please join us next time for more conversations on Big C, Little C.
what you got coming up on the schedule? Well, interesting that you should ask. Uh, we're going to be preaching at Church 52 on August 1st, which Church 52 is, they do two services, it's 9 and 11. They're out on Brookville Road, uh, just outside the loop. So if you're taking 465 around and you come to Brookville Road slash US 52 and take that exit going east, and they're... Um, Maybe two lights in on the left. It's a big strip mall. Great big sign up front says Church 52. I don't know why I'm preaching other than the pastor is going to be out of town. At least that's what I heard. But uh, so, you know, it'll be some of the usual antics. I'll probably try to get some of my usual sayings in and uh, we'll trust that God will do something awesome with it. And if I screw up the first one, I get to try again. And I tell you what, man, I kid you not, their worship, they got a, a young, great worship pastor. Their band is really killer. And um, they have this, not that this makes for church, but just it's cool. Not unlike this beautiful wall we have behind us. They have a monster video wall they just added because they wanted to kind of up their online game. Dude, it's cool, man. And great worship. They had a, we were there this Sunday and they had a, um, just a really extended time of just seeking the Lord, which seems so rare in a church that size. It's not a real big church, but big enough they're doing two services and they spent, I mean, just lingering, waiting on the Lord, praying for people. Um, like unapologetically, what we don't really care if this gets long. We want what Jesus wants, and it was good, man. So, um, man, we need more stuff like that. We need we need more Holy Ghosts. So anyway, August first, that's when it'll be nine and eleven at Church Fifty Two. Thanks for asking. Church. God bless y'all to see you in glory.